Hello, and welcome to the Cosmic Eye Podcast. This is the Spirit Work Show. Happy holidays to everyone. Thank you all for joining us. Hello, Angel. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. This is, of course, um, winter solstice time and the holidays and so on and various other winter holidays that people are uh, celebrating. I want to wish uh, blessings and light to everyone out there. Um, you are at Angel on the Eighth Day on Instagram, so we'll just get that out of the way right now. And also, on all, all of them, everything, on all of them, here. and also, <laughs> you have uh, recently added some new products to Etsy. So if if yes. people haven't checked that out, they should go and check out the new things you're offering there: prosperity beans and cool stuff. So, uh, in addition to your beautiful crystals, so uh, I want to send people there. And of course, oh, in my contest, I think oh, everybody yeah. was. Like, uh, did you see the ones that the obelisks? <laughs> yeah. The one. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. They're really cool. Uh, the pink yeah. uh, amethyst I'd, I'd never really seen before. And I'm almost like, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tough thing. You know, I, uh, it's like me with my books. I, 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 in, I buy books intending to sell books and they just go into my collection. So <laughs> I think you're the same way with the crystals. So yeah, there you go. Um, like drug dealers, they always tell you don't get high off your own supply. <laughs> and we are, we are, we are not following that rule. That's a very interesting <laughs> parallel, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's 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 late where I'm at, <laughs> and um, and the days are short and very cold, so I'm getting kind of stir crazy in this cave of mine. So. Uh, we did go out today, though. We went actually went out to. I didn't tell you this. We like went out to the, the public. Well, we went out to uh, Sedona. <laughs> yeah, into public, which into the public, which I have not done for like two years, basically. So, no, we went down to Sedona, and it was. Um, it's actually really busy down there right now. It's crazy. Well, I, uh, I think because of the, what's happening, right? The the, yes. the solstice and all of the, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, days. I think so. Um, it was interesting. There was, there was a, I think a lot of people come here to celebrate Christmas. There was a lot of uh, actually foreign, foreign visitors and stuff too. So I, I think I, I, and I, I could see where they'd be an interesting place to, to celebrate the holidays. I mean, you know, with the different, uh, you know, kind of spiritual aspects to it and so on, but also it's just, a, you know, it's a beautiful place. So it is. Yeah. Um, so pretty cool. Back. Yeah. This, uh, Tamal place that I'm I was like obsessed with when I was there. I feel like we ate there every day. Where's that at, by the way? I couldn't find any good food in Sedona. Tell me, tell me this place, please. It's off of the main highway. Um, they, off of 89, where where like the uh, uh, where the Whole Foods is and stuff up there. I want to say yes, but I think it's closer to the center. You know where all the um, the touristy stuff. Yeah. Okay. So a little bit closer to that. Uh, oh. Okay. Or it might be actually across. Uh, it's kind of in between. Okay. Um, here I'll Google it really quick. Um, but it was so good. Everything uh, had um, like a home cooked taste oh, to man. it. Nice. Like from scratch, and then yeah, uh, you walk in and it very family oriented seemed like yeah i don't want to be regional but it, you know just seemed like two mexican women yeah um and very just polite and like nice and 
Oh yeah, it's called uh, Tamalisa. Oh, okay. So okay, T-A-M-A-L-I-Z-A. Um, and it, it was just really good. And awesome. easy and um, I don't think that you can go wrong with whatever they have because I feel like I tasted a few items throughout the my trip there yeah every time it was a hit everything was good all right yeah. i'm gonna definitely i'm gonna definitely try that out next time we go there yeah and i wanted to go to the mariposa restaurant that's overlooking some cliff or something but the reservations for there was ridiculous yeah like there were days out <clears throat> yeah i was gonna say some of the kind of higher end like touristy type places are very tough to get into yeah yeah so all right well you know happy holidays from sedona as we say right so, um yeah. so we are talking today about um about this time of year about uh the kind of winter solstice time um holidays new beginnings the birth of the sun this kind of idea we talked a little bit about that i think uh, last time we talked we touched on this uh, and then we're also going to get into the idea of manifestation and kind of how this is connected to this new, you know, new birth, rebirth, um, transformational process that this is, you know, that's represented by this time of year. Yeah. Um, and that kind of thing. So this will be fun today. We're kind of like letting go, I think, letting go of things, you know, leave, yeah. leave it behind. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's the perfect time for that. Um, you know, it's interesting too. I was just, I, re- I was just kind of looking a little bit about, about the winter solstice time. So the winter solstice was actually on the 21st, right? Which I'm sure you knew. Yes. Um, and it is the, so it's the shortest day and then the longest night. So basically it's the transition time um, to, the, so, so, so ancient peoples looked at this like the birth of the sun. So basically since it's the shortest time of day, it's like the sun is more or less dying and being reborn. So it, the day after, so the 22nd, the day after the winter solstice, then the day gets just a little bit longer. So it signifies that the sun is coming back, that it's returning basically, right? So the days are getting longer again and it's start, you know, it's not really starting to get warm, but symbolically speaking, the days are starting to get longer and we're, we can see that um, there's some light at the end of the tunnel of winter, basically. You've kind okay. of, that's the idea of it. You've, 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 you've shifted over the, you know, days get shorter, 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 colder, colder, colder. And then all of a sudden you, you actually make that little turn and the sun starts to come back and it becomes, you know, it becomes stronger and, and warmer and higher in the sky and so on. It gains power over, you know, till, till springtime comes when there's that complete yeah. rebirth process. So you see that, you know, how that corresponds with the idea of Easter Yes. Um, at, at that time of year during the springtime. And then, of course, in Christianity, this this time of year is, the, you know, the birth of Jesus. Right. So there's this idea that um, Jesus is connected with the sun and, the, you know, the idea of consciousness, God consciousness, yeah. the Christ consciousness. Well, a, a sun with a different spelling. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, both actually, though, they're both connected together, which is interesting. And then you have this idea of this humble birth in this manger. And that's the idea of the God consciousness being born in the body. Uh, there's so so that's part of the symbolism there as well which is interesting it's more like esoteric christianity mystical christianity i think yeah more more orthodox christianity takes it you know literally uh they don't but you know the idea of uh december 25th as the birth of uh, as the birth of jesus of course there's no historical evidence to that but it is it's a good fit 
um, you know, in the Roman world and the ancient world, that December 25th time was when they basically celebrated this winter solstice. They just kind of fixed the date. And so it was the the day of the birth of the sun, essentially, at this time of year. Got it. So that's 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 some of some of that symbolism that goes along with it. And it's interesting because I think um, we talked a bit, little bit about this in our in our last show. It's how how winter can sometimes be a little bit draining and a little bit challenging. And oftentimes there's you know there's illnesses that come up and different types of memories that come up and so on. And so you know it is a, a time of year where there's a lot of examination, self examination um kind of looking back over the year uh, yeah a bit of isolation to some degree i mean obviously there's a lot of holiday things that people do and so forth that get you out of the house but there's there's also a lot of just kind of thinking time it just feels like one of these times of year where you're kind of thrown back on yourself yes um do you agree yeah no for sure i i see that in uh myself i see that in clients i see that in people uh, in my life, my personal life, a uh, lot of reflection. Yeah, reflection. That's a good way to put it. There's a, you know, like a, this culmination of everything that you've done throughout the year. And mm-hmm. sometimes you cringe or sometimes you're like, yeah, I like that one. I'm probably going to keep that, you know, or, yeah, uh, or not. Um, but I like that. I, I, that's probably why I resonate with a lot of the, um, that esoteric and spiritual uh, sensibilities, mm-hmm. maybe I don't know if that's the right word, but where there's a lot of this romanticism to it, you know, like uh, with the um, the symbology, and um, so interesting to think that it's like, did how long did it take to figure out that this is the shortest time <laughs> or the shortest day of the year? Yeah like do you have to like have somebody just sit there and measure the time like oh sometimes you know because there was no like what we consider to be technology um now so yeah it's like was um uh what's what i'm looking for well there well, there were devices to measure time and there were devices to measure the positions of the planets and things like that they're pretty yeah. raw and can you know compared to what we have now obviously but yeah. you know, it, it's surprising how accurate ancient people were. Actually. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but that's how, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like they were. There's so many, so many advancements, and because that's when everything got discovered. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. And, um, and just to think that there's people that you know dedicated to document all of these things, like year after year, or um, kind of connecting the the these uh like earthly or nature elements to yeah. you know uh these um things like up in the universe or you know planet, yeah. like planetary things so just so cool it really is i mean their power the ancient people's power of observation really was pretty you know pretty incredible when you think about it and they didn't have many tools to enhance mm-hmm. you know, their abilities to look up into the sky and so on and i mean they very accurately could measure you know, the movement of the planets through the constellations and so on, and, um, you know, different cyclical events, and obviously the seasons and the solstices and equinoxes and so on. I mean, it was all part of their, their lives, you know, and because, but I think part of it had to do 
not even part of it. I would say all of it had to do with the fact that your survival depended on that. Yeah, so, I was just going to say that necessity. Uh, you were much more um, connected because it was a life death thing. Like if you don't get the crops in the ground at the right time, or you don't, you know, harvest right. at the right time. I mean, you're, you're done for, you know, yeah. if you don't know when the animals are migrating or where the water is and when things thaw out and how much food we need stored. I mean, it was life death stuff. Yeah. Take cover. Right. So I think you became very close and kind of like very connected to it. And also think about it. There were so many less distractions too. It's like, yeah. you know, your day consisted of observation of your natural environment for the most. Yes. Important. It reminds me of like my little niece and nephew, like just watching them be so observant to everything and, um, learning, you know, and just putting things together and, um, you know, just making sense of things. It's, it's like, ugh. yeah, it's fascinating to watch young kids, you know, like do that. And it's, it's kind of sad to see when they get caught up in the electronics and then they lose that ability to really kind of connect to the world around them. Yeah. And so I, th I feel like, like, almost like if you can delay that you know that connection to electronics to the screens for as long as possible i really think you're you're giving children a an advantage because you know you you build your imagination your concentration your ability to to focus and meditate on on just life around you and so on and observe and make connections and things like that um you know before a a screen is trying to entertain you with its, you know, it's bouncing images and little games and so on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so not that that's bad. Cause I mean, there's hand-eye coordination stuff involved with all that. I mean, there's, there's, there's oh, positive, <laughs> some positive things. Right. But it's yeah. like, but I think really some of the disadvantages kind of out, outweigh it and stuff. But, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, just that, that observation thing is really something that we can, uh, connect to this time of year it seems like our power of observation is a little more acute because we're again we're, we're sort of thrown in on ourselves this time of year yeah um you know and i just i noticed today we were walking around sedona and stuff just kind of looking at some of the plants and looking at the flowers you know if some things were still in bloom or you know what was what was um uh, still alive and what wasn't and you know how like just I don't know you just kind of connect to your environment when you slow down and I think winter causes you to slow down a bit your metabolism seems to be a little slower and you sleep a bit more and there's just kind of, you know what I mean yes there's a there's a kind of sleepy dreamy <laughs> quality to it you know and I think yeah. I take advantage of that. I think sometimes people try to fight it and it's like, oh, I'm going to have another espresso and I'm going to really try to fight this and work through it and stuff. It's like sometimes just, just kind of paying attention to the natural rhythms of things and letting your body mind sort of like chill out when it wants to. And you know what I mean? That can be a great mm -hmm. advantage to, to, to not fight your natural impulses sometimes. Oh, for sure. I, uh, when was it that it, I was, talking to my mom she I think she mentioned that she was recently um, on vacation mm -hmm. or you know uh, for a couple of weeks or something so she's she's like I don't know what to do I'm like why do you have to do anything it's <laughs> like yeah. that's very true right and I think this is the first time that there was no resistance <laughs> and she, I was like you went for it yeah I was like oh, that's an easy conversation <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, like you know what you're right Thanks for that. Yeah. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs>
but no, definitely. Or sometimes uh, the, there was a, uh, with my sister, there, there was always like this tree that um, we would drive by and then it's like, when did the leaves go away? <laughs> it was like from one day to another. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, lately I've been doing the same where I've been taking uh, more notice or being more present. So then um, I sent her like a message and I'm like, hey, when you drive by this tree, don't forget, like look at it or whatever. And then she's like, yeah. Oh. So, yeah. That's a great <laughs> mindfulness exercise, you know, observing, observing what's going on because it, it how often do we, look at something because i mean I, I think we go into autopilot when we drive a lot of times all the time right and then you know you're driving by something you're like oh my god that building's gone when did that happen right. yeah. you're like you didn't notice them taking it down you didn't you know what i mean right it's just like it's not like they did it like in two hours or something you went you went home and then came out and all of a sudden the building's down i mean they've been working on it for weeks right yeah. But we just don't see it. And I, I think yeah. some of that stuff, like just observing, um, you know, because the mind is very weird. It's like it wants to, the brain wants to use as little energy and as little blood sugar as possible to get anything done. So basically, you know, it creates maps that are not true to reality to, just to save energy. So you will just not notice things or not pay attention to things that it deems are unimportant. See, that's what I try to explain uh, to people because I never really liked this concept of dissociation when mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you know, if uh, you get these like questionnaires, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, if, did you have one when we were, were you, did you have that same questionnaire when we were in school? It's like, um, if you ever like drive to and from somewhere like home. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, like check here or mm -hmm. if you uh, don't remember. It was what trying to diagnose dissociation, right? Like, yeah. It, yeah. It's like, oh, do you not remember what you ate today or yesterday or whatever? And it's like, a lot of these things are on autopilot. Like, you know, yeah, because exactly. you're conserving energy for other things, mm -hmm. that it's not that you're not aware. Um, you know, you didn't fall asleep at the wheel and then all of a sudden wake up and say, oh, how did I get here? Yeah. You know? But you may just not uh, recall every single moment because it was not um, that important. Well, it's not important. Exactly. So the brain disregards it. That's part of it. And part of it, too, I think, is, you know, is is not being mindful also because we let our sure. minds drift and stuff, just like you were talking about. Like, you know, so you can kind of like, you know, play games to sort of extend, I think, your consciousness and your kind of awareness of what's going on around you so that you are a little more connected so that you do notice some yeah. things, right? <laughs> because I mean, I mean, sometimes that's, that's, it's valuable, obviously, but I mean, and then, but on the other hand, it's like, you know, you're right. I mean, you can't sit there and like, if your brain had to process and try to remember every little minute detail that was going on every second of the day, I mean, it would just be overwhelmed. I mean, there's so much going on, you know, so it's gotta, it's gotta, sort of pick and choose what it's going to, what it's going to focus on. But that's where it's like, when you begin to train yourself so that you can focus and be mindful when you yeah. need and want to, that's very important because sometimes the inertia of not paying attention, you're like, you can almost feel like completely dissociated from your life. Right. You, you know, can, so it's kind of like a com computer files. You like compress certain ones that, yeah. 
and then you make room for the ones that you run all the time that are necessary. Absolutely, yeah. And so then I'm, I'm, <laughs> go ahead, please. <laughs> what are you going to say? Mm. I was gonna, I was going to say, uh, you know, so I think then making a little bit of space too for just being mindful of new things going on around yeah. you, so that you keep your mind fresh and creative. Oh, okay, perfect. So that leads into what I was going to say. All right. How, see? see, I knew something. <laughs> Deep down, I knew something. So I do these like tricks because um, memory is, uh, uh, and I keep saying that, so I'm not trying not to jinx myself. Um, if you know me, then you know that I'm like waving my hands up in the air to like <laughs> shoo away. <laughs> shoo shoo away. away. No, good like, yeah. yeah. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I really enjoy memory. So I try to uh, float, like work it out. So when I drive or, or just um, brain power, I suppose when I, so when I drive um, sometimes <laughs> um, I will create um, not obstacles, but challenges, I suppose. So yeah. like if I'm driving on the freeway and if I'm switching lanes um, instead of just like, you know, switching lane, like a typical person I try to switch lanes so where I don't touch any of those little um like dividing lines a little little bumps or lines yeah yeah and so then you know I'm like yes I did that <laughs> or like uh or like I don't know I just kind of do these challenges so yeah. I'm thinking that's some sort of like a uh it could be some sort of technique I don't know if it's mindfulness but it's definitely brings me a different level of awareness and gives yeah. me yeah exactly there's a and there's a creative kind of a challenge that you're giving yourself and stuff i think that's great i mean because it's so easy to get um almost like that kind of hypnotic effect going on especially if you then i mean you really have to be careful on the freeway and stuff you start staring at those lines you literally will go into a hypnotic state yeah, the, the the sort of repetitive nature of the mm -hmm. way the lines flash in your eyes and actually just like, you know, if maybe you've got some music on in the background and you're really relaxed. I mean, it's, you can very easily go into a into a very relaxed hypnotic state and then you're like, you know, you're open to all kinds of crazy stuff and you're not really connected <laughs> to the driving you're doing. And, you know, yeah. I mean, think about how many times you like pass by a you know, your exit or something like that, because you're just, your mind completely wandered or daydreamed off in yeah. space. And it's like, you know, thank God, like, you know, worse stuff doesn't happen. We just miss our exit, but it's like, you know, I think that's one of those times where, you know, playing little games or mindfulness exercises, or, you know, even just like looking around at your mirrors or just kind of getting a different perspective and just, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's I was laughing because my Spotify, <laughs> for whatever reason, Spotify Good. wants to give me the most sleepiest, relaxing playlist. That's <laughs> the best. I think it's because I play my hypnotherapy music on there. Okay. Um. So my like suggested music is always like fluty and like yeah, super new age like yeah, Buddha, <laughs> Buddha lounge music and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I don't um I don't often have like passengers in my car but when I do they they like just I just start it just starts coming on because I I try to see at least sometimes they give you like one or two new artists or something yeah um, so I scroll through it or skip through it to see um 
what what they have to offer but it's a lot of it is very sleepy <laughs> like yeah and they're like is this what you listen to all the time i'm like no but <laughs> apparently spotify feels that it's spotify like, no. thinks that this is what i want to listen to but it may or may not be what i actually listen to right yeah. kind of like how tiktok thinks that i want to watch all those astrology <laughs> people. Uh, which you're so kind to share with me also uh, by the way thank you so you may or may not know that uh tiktok has its its share of um kind of um interesting we'll just use the word interesting quote-unquote readers yes uh, who i don't know if they, you would even call them re they're almost just like i don't know it's i don't because i don't even know if it's entertainment i yeah I, I can't figure out sometimes what's going on on there there are genuinely some some good you know very uh connected people on there as well but it does seem like there's a quite a few um I don't know, sort of speaking of disconnected, just kind of people just, I don't know what exactly they're doing. They call it a reading, but it seems like some kind of a strange stream of consciousness poetry or something to me. I don't know, which <laughs> <laughs> has its place too, I guess, but you know, whatever. Anyway, I'm not trying to knock new ones, but yeah, there's, there's some, I think some, maybe let's say this. I think some of the people are a bit inexperienced and a bit misdirected. Let's just say that. How about that? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. And they will get better if they stick with it. But um, right now they are doing some kind of interesting stuff. So there you go. Um, speaking of that, by the way, we are, we are, we'll plant some seeds right here. We are in the new year going to be doing uh, some, some live stuff. So keep uh keep an ear out for that so we'll be doing live readings um and, and uh i think that uh we'll have a little bit more you know insight hopefully than than some of the stuff that you might have seen uh we're, we're, wow. we're gonna be on somebody else's <laughs> we'll, 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 listen just just that we're saying that we'll definitely end up on somebody's list of hey check out these two idiots <laughs> yeah yeah so god bless us everyone that's all i can really say but we're going to be offering our two cents let's just say that so <laughs> so there you go whether you know what hopefully these two putts doing on here yeah right that's what i'm saying so we will have a sense of humor about it at the very least that that we've got going for us promise <laughs> yeah we promise that so we will be doing some live stuff where you can uh, actually uh, send us questions or you know type stuff in or even you know prepare beforehand and you can hit us up on instagram or tiktok and maybe if you want to leave a question or something if it's a little more detailed we can check that out whatever so uh so do uh you know do feel free to hit up either angel or myself um on instagram or tiktok or wherever email you, know, you can go to the cosmic eye uh, dot org site i've got e an email link there and of course you can go to uh, at angel on the eighth day if you want to visit angels and, and you know if you've got any pre-questions you want to ask or any ideas of how we uh, we could we could approach doing our live readings please let us know we're open uh yeah or like even if it's uh like an amuse bush question you know if you want to just try us out i would imagine right just absolutely yeah for okay, sure what do you think uh I don't know. What are some of the questions that I've seen? Oh, love. I, I see a lot of love questions. Love, you know, money. Money. 
new job, you know, yeah. finances, obviously a lot of people health, are interested in that stuff. Right health. Yeah. Like what's going on with my health? When will I get better? Things like that. So, yeah. So, um, interesting. Speaking of Sedona and then now this, like that yeah. was a very good, big bridge. Um, when I was in Sedona, mm -hmm. uh, there was a, um, an individual who had, who does these often. Okay. Um, and we were just kind of like sitting around and, um, I was amongst other um, like-minded people who also enjoy tarot and crystals and all that. And uh, so that individual was uh, just propositioned alive with everyone there. And everyone had, um, I believe everyone had their own set of uh, tarot cards. I probably had eight of them with me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and uh, so we were there and uh there was a, I think we had like two or three individuals that asked questions. The first round, I was a bit, um, oh, that is insane. So, okay, I'm like, <laughs> seriously, not even kidding. The individual that I'm speaking of is about to go live now. <laughs> Are you serious? That just yeah. popped up? Yeah, totally. Um, and I don't know, there's no way to time check it, but... Oh. Uh, they go by Crystal Queer, so they it literally like I just says uh, live now pendulum readings. Oh my god, um, crazy! Take a photo and then, in case you want to post it. But I'm serious. So right now it's like ten thirty, um, or ten thirty one my time. So, I, so he he's out in Sedona, right? Uh, Phoenix, I believe. Oh, Phoenix. Okay. So it's I think eleven thirty there as well. If I'm yeah. So um. So the first round, I was a bit nervous. And um, then once we got into it, because as you, Jason, personally knows, I'm not, I don't often like prepare myself for yeah. things as much as you do. I just kind of like throw myself in the fire or the water, whichever element you prefer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so once we got rolling, um, I more information started coming in about the end of like, let's say the first round of, you know, the, the first person, cause we all kind of went around and like picked a card for them and then said, you know, what we felt about the, their question. Mm -hmm. Then like, um, I wasn't even like really listening to what everybody else was saying because more information kept coming in mm -hmm. and then I just kind of kept adding. And then after that, I was like, let's do another one. <laughs> and oh, then no. I was like, we should do another one. <laughs> so, um, I really enjoyed the process. So I'm sure uh, with our comfort level, because I had literally just met uh, that person for the first time in person that day. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, I feel like, you know, kind of knowing each other and having the dynamic that you and I have, I'm sure it'll go pretty easy and smooth. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so as well. And I think we've both got kind of our own unique take on things too, which is cool. Yeah. Think it'll be a good synergy yeah and so like my intuition just kind of kicked in um more and uh, it it's what i explained um with you the process of probably just look at the card and say this is what i see in the card yeah 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 that'll be that'll be fun that'll be fun and then i can get into some of the symbolism and some of the you know the the kind of like more traditional kind of meanings of stuff and things like that as well so we'll, we'll balance it all out so it'll be fun Yep. Um, so that that will be coming soon. I think we'll, we'll we'll do that in January. I think as our plan. So yes. 
So we're almost there. It's almost the new more, year. Right? More products. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're going to have more products up both uh, on your Etsy store, which is at Angel and the Eighth Day, and of course at uh, CosmicEye.org and on our Etsy store as well, which is Cosmic Eye Tarot. Yeah. So we're going to have new things coming in in January. Yeah, I was, um, I think I asked you before, but you mm -hmm. said that you do or do not have uh, your book on your Etsy. My is book is not on Etsy. It's on it's on Amazon, but I should put it up on there. So it's on yeah. the it's on the website and it's on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. That was um because you know how we've been doing this uh kind of like um guided meditation stuff. Um, I found this. It's not necessarily meditation as much as it is techniques. Okay. Um, and it reminded me a lot of about your book. Um, the uh, my book by the way is if you can worry you can meditate that's the there you go do, yeah i don't want to mess it up the no no it's, it's well you have two though no or just the I've one i got uh, a couple of different things that I, I that's i mean that the book that's fully mine is is if you can worry you can meditate i've, I've edited and written forwards to a bunch of other books that are up okay. um, we've got a like a coloring book like kind of a a, you know, a mandala coloring book that's really good for concentration okay. and meditation. It's up there under if you can worry, you can meditate as well. And so little extra items that go along with the book. So yeah. I like it. Okay. I was reading this uh these techniques and it reminded me a lot of um some of the elements or uh yeah, right? Elements. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, definitely. I I I I think I, I think I know what you're talking about in terms of the the, the stuff you're gonna get into, and it did it reminded me as well of uh, of some of the ideas I talked about in the book and the kind of themes, I guess themes. Yes, yes, there yeah. we go. There we go. Um, and it yeah, goes that. kind of hand in hand with uh, what we we're discussing, with you know um, being more present and mm -hmm. finding simple ways. Because I think I'll, what ends up happening is. Um, as you know, the end of the year starts culminating more in particular, I think in the last month or in the last two weeks, it gets really like down to crunch time. Yeah. It's also a really busy time of the year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For and sure. so trying to find ways to uh, stay centered or stay focused or uh, meditate or whatever, I would imagine seems more daunting and you're like oh what am I going to do um but the you know I uh oh so this book is called the magic of manifesting and it's, uh 15 advanced techniques to attract your best life even if you think it's impossible now um and I will not attempt <laughs> to pronounce this person's name um because I will probably butcher it um <laughs> but it's R-Y- you you is the first name okay and um maybe the last name is shinohara it's s-h-i-n-o-h-a-r-a -A. um it's one of the many books that i started ordering <laughs> in the last couple of months um that i just decided to pop open <laughs> perfect yeah let's let's hear what we got okay um so the first <clears throat> sorry i've been talking non-stop for 13 hours now <laughs> I was gonna say, well, I mean, you're getting 
you're getting to the point where you nice I need a nice tea with some honey. Yeah. Oh, I, that's the other thing. I haven't been doing my foot bath. Oh my god. No Chinese foot bath. No, I forgot. <clears throat> okay. Okay, so the, <laughs> the first one. <laughs> we're so tangential. Okay. I know. So the first <laughs> um, but I feel like it makes us relatable. Yeah. <laughs> so the first technique. <laughs> is called um sticky thoughts technique um okay <laughs> uh the first practice you and i'm gonna read the book so when i say when i speak of myself as first person it's not written by me okay um the first practice you can implement takes advantage of the fact that your thoughts have a sticky quality to it what i mean is that once a thought snowballs it perpetuates itself and once it gets rolling, it can be extremely difficult to snap out of. Those who have experienced um, have experienced with anxious thoughts and fear know what I'm referring to. Once those thoughts start spinning rapidly in your mind, no matter what you do, it seems as if they keep pulling you back under their spell. Well, the objective is to use this stickiness to your advantage. If your thoughts have, have to be sticky, why not make them positive? Why not adopt thought patterns that make you feel good and self-perpetuate on those instead? Well, this is easier said than done. The negative spiral will eventually draw you back in, even if it needs to take long detours. One way uh, to combat this is um, this is advanced preparation. When you're feeling calm and at peace or simply not negative, take the time to visualize a mental frame of what you want to manifest. This frame should be four to 10 seconds long. Fill it with all the things you want and things that bring you peace. Draw from memory or from fantasy. It doesn't matter. Through more practice, it will become more vivid and detailed. Make this frame as real as possible to pull it into the present moment. Whenever you find your negative thoughts becoming excessively sticky, recall your happy place within your memory and use the momentum that has been built to perpetuate the positive thought. You'll find yourself feeling lighter and your mind calming down. Your level of awareness determines how early you can nip the negative thought process in the bud. The more aware you are, the quicker you can deploy your happy place, um, sorry, your happy place thoughts and make them stick. So that's the first one. Um, do you wanna- right. That is quite interesting in that, uh, you know, I, I mean, the like the title of my book and the theme of my book is if you can worry. Yeah. Can meditate <laughs> very similar kind of idea because it really is it will basically he's, he's kind of saying the same thing i'm saying is that you're using the same force to yeah. either worry and focus on negativity and anxiety and frustrations that you could be using to focus on positive life affirming you know materializing you know enlightening type thoughts that you do in a positive and constructive meditation you know both are, are meditating though you know worrying or being anxious it's the same process it's that that right. quality he calls that sticky quality it's like more makes more 
And so the, the value of, of training in it, like you're saying, is the same thing I say in the book is like, so you meditate, um, you know, almost like uh, you would uh, an athlete sort of training for an event or something, and, you know, you're meditating and doing that work and that spiritual work on a daily basis so that when you need it, it's there you know it's like so you don't get overwhelmed so you know what i mean so i don't that's the part that i think yeah that might be new um and then that's the part that i also picked up on in their wording is that Mm -hmm. you know uh, for when you need it it's there i don't think that is a common uh thought or idea that you know uh people come across or even consider when they're meditating it's almost like uh, meditation is like um it's either like a a daily thing like brushing your teeth mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. it's a oh like you know like a prayer where yeah. it's like i need i need to pull myself out of this or i need assistance with something mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you seek it um you know like almost like an emergency or more urgent yeah 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 exactly and i think like you know routine both- or like an urgency and I mean, both are valid, you sure. know, both valid uses. However, like I, I kind of look at it in like the long term, I almost feel like, like meditation and spiritual work on a daily basis, you know, whatever it is you do contemplation or, you know, reading spiritual books or mm-hmm. prayer time or, you know, whatever you're doing or magical practices or, you know, whatever you've got going on. Yeah. Um, it's like a, a bank account. So it's like you're putting mm-hmm. um, spiritual energy in the bank for when there's an emergency yeah um it's cumulative the process so that you know it's I, like i i describe it as like like so like meditation is almost like dyeing a cloth so you've got this white piece of cloth and let's say you're trying to dye it yellow so like the more times you dip it in that um that dye the more dye that it takes and the more color fast it becomes and the more vivid and bright it becomes sure, but it's it, and more saturated right so it's that same sort of idea with our spiritual practices you know if we can if we can do them on a daily basis then you know we won't be overwhelmed when those emergencies hit us um I like it right and I, I think that that's a like a deep kind of a deep concept because a lot of people don't talk about that yeah no for sure yeah, because it's either like a routine mm-hmm. thing, you know, that it's like, oh, like, for example, like runners, you know, people wake up and they go running every day. Yeah. Then the non-runner is like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can't true. do that. I can be waking up every morning at five. And yeah. I mean, trust me, because I'm sometimes that, well, I kind of am that person where I'm like, well, I don't know if I could do that structure right now because my life is so um, nuts. But mm. if you if you view it as an investment, it's not, you know, it's um, who wouldn't want their yeah. bank account to continue growing. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I like that a lot. I, I think that makes makes sense, you know, that just that, yeah. kind of that paradigm, because otherwise it's like, well, why am I doing this again? Right. But then when you think of it, there's, there's a value to you that um is greater than that you know 20 minutes that you're spending each day it's like you know it really is is a a wealth a lifetime of wealth and depth and clarity and enlightenment and then also just this buffer when you know life kind of strikes you hard 
you don't get taken down by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's that's a huge thing. And so it's like it's like a preparation or in a kind of a, you know, a, preemptive thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's almost like you know, you know, taking vitamins and herbs and eating properly and so on. Like it's just you know, over time, your health is going to get so much better so that you don't go to have to go to the doctor, you don't get sick, you don't find yourself in situations where, you know, stuff overwhelms your system, the same sort yeah. of idea mentally or spiritually, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then the, um, the concept, uh, well, one of the, the, one of the big and main things that I liked about your book is that it uh, it breaks it down to where it's accessible and understandable, where sometimes um, things can be a little too, and trust me, I'm a flourishy wording person. <laughs> yeah. But um, but I think that sometimes, you know, those concepts, if they're not made more accessible or uh, attain, you know, like where you can understand them, yeah, easily, then I think people just get turned off by it. After reading this the this time, um, I was like thinking, I was like, oh, this frame that they're discussing that you know that they suggest like however long, um, a couple of minutes or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's it's basically it's not too far off from uh, daydreaming or imagining yourself in a place, you know, kind of like allowing yourself to go somewhere for yeah. Uh, four to ten seconds which is not that long mm -hmm. um, and it also reminds me of like emdr and hypnotherapy when you find that um some people call it happy space some people call it like a safe space um or i believe the newer one is probably calm because they're you know some people, they don't want to be too suggestive mm. um, so this calm place that you can go to in case things get it that's Oh, that's pretty much exactly what you just said. <laughs> you know, like, because that's in, in hypno or uh, EMDR, you yep. create this calm space to uh, to go to in case yep. something gets a bit rough in um, during the session. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, pretty much just said exactly what you just said, but like- No, but you said it in a different <laughs> way. And, and actually that's a, that's, that's a good point. And, you know, you're but you're habituating yourself to that that positive state of mind um or you know for example like i i use in, in my hypnotherapy i don't know if you use this or not but i use i'll use anchor words so yes. that a client will have an anchor word that's almost yes. like a you know and sometimes you can use nlp techniques too where you'll like make a fist or you'll like touch your yeah. index finger or something yeah. so you'll anchor that word in some kind of physical action and it'll just bring up this positive state of mind and you do it yes. so many times it's like an it's it's really a lot like what it, actors do when they prepare. You 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 just you prep these positive emotions and you begin to get a control over your your system and you can literally regulate the chemical structure of your body at times. You know, you can make endorphins and you can create like positivity and serotonin to like shoot off. It's I mean it's insane. Yeah. And so that's the kind of power that we have when we start to really work with our minds and bodies and spirits. Uh, when, they're in, when they're in alignment, right? Yes. And that, so, I'm thinking hmm? that concept of, you know, being able to manage or control your own emotions or your actions mm -hmm. could be a little bit of like a, you know, like mind blown kind of a thing or yeah. 
if you if you know if you are able to access that ability because we're not I don't think that I mean I haven't lived in another country since I was five but um, I don't think that in the United States we are given that right mm. uh, where often you know I don't think that that's something that that's a message that gets given to us it's like you have the ability to uh, control or manage or um, maintain your own emotions or thoughts or behaviors mm -hmm. through just the power of yourself because the everything you've talked about this earlier but everything in like media or mm -hmm. technology it's all it's like you get sucked into this and then now all of a sudden you know this media machine has the power over you and what you think and what you see and how you feel about yourself and things of the sort so mm -hmm. um well yeah. and creating um creating this idea that um genetics and biology are responsible for all of our behaviors and all of our actions and all of our thoughts and feelings and health and so on yes um which and affection like that today. you know and right and then you get this idea of the diagnosis you know with the big d and it's like okay here's what you are and here is you know this is your life and there's no escape from this diagnosis and it's like you know you start to think like there's no way to change there's no way to transform and you know sure. then, and and then the only way is a pharmaceutical or a, or a, or this particular doctor doing this particular technique and it's like it all becomes very um outside of yourself not right. that those things are not necessary for some people don't sure. get me wrong however you know giving away all of your transformative power and your spiritual essence and your soul energy to a big corporate system and you know this big pharma sort of lifestyle that we're so comfortable with in this country is a very dangerous thing it's a yeah. very dangerous thing yeah or in like uh these basic terms that we're discussing giving all of that power to negative thinking absolutely absolutely right? it just can change your life yeah so it you know during these uh especially during this time of the year um when you're like preparing for big change or wanting to prepare for big change but your your life is so full of obstacles and busy and scheduled and finances are tough and health is you know at question especially during these times oh yeah these small uh little exercises i feel can help so much because many times it's um we live like in a all or nothing place mm -hmm. where it's like i gotta do the whole thing and you know submerge myself and you know uh do all of the yogas and the teas and the treatments and the juices and it's like you don't you can go on your own pace yeah that's yeah. the whole i feel like that's almost the the counter opposite right is that you are wanting to submerge yourself so much that then you relinquish that power again feel like if you just go in moderation and see how you feel and say okay this worked for me yeah uh, this doesn't this works for me that's also uh, taking ownership of your autonomy and your power and um, what your personal journey is absolutely Absolutely. And then I think, too, um, we talked a bit about this before last week. Uh, sometimes, um, you know, a lot of ch like challenging feelings or depressive feelings or anxious thoughts or um, negative type memories and things like that will will come up at this time of year. Yes. Um, and so 
you know, that is a natural thing. So I think sometimes though, you know, our, our sort of our first instinct is to want to get rid of it, almost like a headache or something. And I think sometimes there's value in paying attention to the stuff that comes up because we're at this time of year where it's almost like, like Halloween or something. It's like a, it's like a thin space between the, the sort of underworld and our normal life, the spirit world and our normal life, right? The shorter days and the longer nights and so on. It's, I feel like we're like closer to the unconscious. We're closer to parts of ourselves that need expression. So they come up, they come up in feelings, they come up in dreams, they come up in random pains, they come up in anxious thoughts and so forth. And instead of um, sort of giving them attention and listening to what they have to say, we want to anesthetize them away from ourselves. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes they're persistent or they're overwhelming. It's too much. I get it. That's fine. You know, I understand that. But when you can handle it and it's within your control, I think it's really important to listen to some of these feelings that come up, even if they're quote unquote negative, not to run with them and not to let them overwhelm you, but to sort of pay attention to them and try to figure out what these different thoughts and emotions and feelings or little um, kind of outbursts that come out of the unconscious, what they're trying to tell you. Because again, we're heading into a new year and oftentimes they have some information for you that's going to be really important in terms of manifesting something new for yourself. Yeah. They may tell you like, this relationship really isn't working. This job really is crushing my soul. This place that I live really does not vibe with me. Yeah. You know, and, and you start taking that seriously and like, okay, what is this feeling that I'm having? And, and literally, like, I, I like doing this technique of um, what's called active imagination. So uh, in the in the in Jungian psychology, basically, you will sort of personify a feeling, something will come up, you'll uh, get into sort of a relaxed meditative state or a sort of semi, you know, self hypnotic type state. Or just you know, sit back, relax, close your eyes, um, and you'll you personify this feeling, and you'll talk to it, you know, in a way where you create a sort of neutral space, give it an image, give it a name, and speak to it, and create a dialogue with it. And that's an active imagination, and oftentimes, you know, these parts of ourselves or these buried feelings or desires or something you know from our past which needs expression some creative impulse or something will will come through yeah you know and, but you have to give it the space you have to sort of in a sense kind of go through some of the discomfort it's almost like birthing something new and and begin to listen to it and then it will ease up on you because you listen to it You're like well what do you have to tell me what right you, it's this, not nagging <laughs> right and it's and it will stop it'll stop nagging you it'll stop giving you bad dreams it'll stop giving you that pain in your knee or whatever is that's coming up and a lot of our psychosomatic stuff is connected to these deep-rooted issues that we're just not listening to mm, you know what are you trying to say about my foot jason <laughs> what am I trying to say about my own foot? Because I've got a toe that I cannot figure out what it's trying to do. So believe me, I've got stuff to do. Don't uh, don't take that personally. That's interesting. Do you because this actually leads into the next uh, technique that I was discussing. Do you oh, yeah. think some of it is ego? You know, it's our own. I mean, we just got, kind of gave a display of our own self judgment. Yeah. Um, but do you no, think absolutely, that you know, some some 
Well, let me read this to you and then you can tell me. Yeah, what you please, think. please. All right. So the second one is uh, observing the ego. Okay. Developing your awareness is the objective of the second practice. Call it mindfulness or meditation or whatever you want. Learning to simply observe and not interact with your thoughts emotionally will help you detach yourself from the ministrations of the ego, allowing you to make the decisions necessary to guide you towards your desires. The best way to carry this out is to build up your strength. Start by setting aside a few minutes daily to observe your breath. You'll find that your mind will wander and it, and it is possible to maintain focus. Oh, I'm sorry. You'll find that your mind will wander and it is impossible to maintain focus, even for a few seconds. This is fine and is completely normal. The objective here isn't to achieve divinity or some absurd notion, but to simply observe and not judge. Every time your mind wanders off, bring it back gently and focus on your breath. Think of it as a child who doesn't uh, know what they're doing. As you go about your day, put as much focus as possible onto what you're experiencing and thinking without judgment. For example, if you're washing your dishes, feel the water. Feel the water on your fingers, the dish soap, etc. Notice what is running through your mind and do not judge or label anything. If you find yourself in an egoistic frame of mind, then accept it and simply move on, continuing to observe what you're experiencing. Pay special heed to what your senses are communicating to you and feel them. Paying attention to what you're feeling in the moment via your senses is the best way of getting your mind to live in the present moment. This is a powerful act which when done repeatedly deactivates the ego and brings about a sense of peace and calm. As you've already learned, one of the key supporters of the ego is the notion of psychological time. The best way to undermine your reliance of psychological time is to use clock time and to stay present while you use it. Thoughts? Again, this reminds me of Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna pipe. I was gonna pipe up after you were done speaking. Oh, <laughs> uh, this reminds me of uh, the the techniques that you broke down in your book of you know bringing it back uh, to your breath or not shaming someone for wandering off. Right? I, yeah. I, how many yoga places I've been to? that are like, you know, don't let your mind wander off, you know, free your mind or whatever, clear sure. it or whatever. Yes. And it's like, sometimes people don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. And um, they're here for a reason, you know, mm -hmm. to be helped with that. So that part of like, and then um, this is why I have to read things so many times. Then I started like um, uh, kind of a reading and character kind of following it along. And, you know, I would pay attention to, me um i was paying attention to me kind of like uh, uh uh flipping the page or the texture of the page of the paper and oh, the difference between the texture of the paper and the cover yeah um and it also reminded me a lot of 
our earlier episodes where I think um, uh, we were discussing that a bit more, you know, kind of being present and mm-hmm. noticing, noticing things around you and, you know, just bringing it back to yourself and then developing that muscle. So then you can, because those are the, essentially those, these are the building blocks to then, if you want to enhance any sort of like clairvoyancy or spirituality or anything like that. Yeah, um, for sure. So yeah. Now, what do you think? <laughs> that's, that's a great point. I, I, what I was kind of thinking about that is I kind of went back to the beginning of that, that idea of ego. So, you know, ego is a, it's a good thing to have a, a, a strong ego. Obviously we need that to be healthy psychologically and to work through, you know, day-to-day life. Thank goodness. Um, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, proper, you know, psychological health is based on a, a good, healthy, strong ego. What he's talking about and what we talk about some oftentimes in meditation is ego when ego runs rampant. And there's a lot of um, ideas of of should and a lot of ideas of fantasies about who you think you are or should be or what you should be representing, um, how, you know, you should. There's a lot of shoulds with ego, yeah. should be living your life. And oftentimes those are in conflict with what the soul wants and what spirit wants. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you can get it into your head that you are going to be a district court judge and that is your absolute, you know, final sort of goal in life, for example, and your soul wants to be a violin player. There's a conflict, you know, right. if that is, is the case. Or if you want to do, you know, charity work in Africa or something, and yet your ego wants to be the CEO of, you know, Tesla or something, it's, you know, there, there's a conflict. So, you know, the, what, what we're talking about then is being mindful and being connected to our experience, being connected to emotion. Oftentimes, ego is really connected to thinking, to the thinking process, and it's very, um, it tries to be very logical and it tries to use facts in a way um, that are, that's very overwhelming of the soul. The soul works in images and symbol and feeling and emotion and intangibles and intuitive areas and things like that. Oftentimes mm-hmm. the soul is thought of as being feminine. It has those sort of receptive qualities, oh, to it, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's sort of at odds in a lot of ways with ego, especially in the Western world, right? And in our modern world today. So I think like those exercises of being connected to, I, I like how he's talking about the, the, just the washing of dishes and like very natural and sort of simple yeah. things. It shuts down ego for a time and allows soul to put forth fantasies and, feelings and emotions that can lead you to different um, areas yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i think that's really important to do that and it's another thing like allowing time for daydreaming and allowing time to just um like even really that this time of year paying attention to your dreams and having a a journal next to your bed and writing down your dreams can be very helpful because stuff comes up from the unconscious and dreams, especially in these longer nights and maybe a bit deeper sleep when it's a little cold, cooler and things like that. Um, so, you know, you can pay attention to those things coming up too. Sure. Um, that's powerful. So I'm a little off of what we were talking about, but it's, no, no, no. 
it's related you know oh for sure but the way you were so what do you think about this because huh? do you remember that book uh that we read in uh uh dr fife's class which one or were you there for the uh, uh like the i am i thou book i've read that book but i did not read that in class uh, okay but i have read that you know book. what i'm talking about yeah i do the Boober, I mean, that's not martin, the title of it martin boober book right possibly <laughs> i think it's called i and thou or something like that no it's called something else uh but it the concept is i am i thou um and when i everybody was having difficulties in that uh, with that book because of you know going from um i am i'm sorry I, yeah from i am to i thou mm, mm. and to me i was like i had difficulties going from i thou to i am <laughs> Like when I, you know, culturally, when, um, when, you know, I was like a kid when I moved here, but there was many things that I, like, I didn't really understand why there was a, this intense ownership over things, you know, like it's my side of the road or my lane or, you yeah. know, my street or whatever. And I was like, don't we all kind of communally live here? <laughs> yeah yeah so, um it that was uh there was always a um like a conflict for me when i you know first moved here and i'm like i didn't really understand these people didn't make sense yeah right um i really enjoyed that part of my life because it, it was a lot of observation <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and just kind of like learning and all of that but when you were describing ego um i went back to uh kind of like thinking about it in this judgment sense, you know, like, why am I doing the dishes as opposed to like, oh, you know, this water is warm or yeah, hot or whatever, you know, or this uh, soap is silky. But I feel like there's a, you know, uh, the sense of judgment with the way that you were describing ego that I don't know if we ever talk about how externalized that is or how, how much it's from like an external source. You know, like in other words, I, like 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 ego as a sort of um, judgment of value on a person's sort yeah, of yeah, something that we've just uh, been imprinted with, or mm -hmm. uh, something that has been inflicted on us. You know, yeah. That. Because if you if I kind of you know go through the line of the people that you described, mm -hmm. what would stop me from being an amazing violinist and live my happiest life? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and not be i forgot the other option that you gave because <laughs> i really enjoyed that i think it was like a i think it was a judge or something yeah like yeah, yeah um yeah i would rather be a violence um <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but it, it would be you know the the judgment of like society or your family or the expectations yeah. of things sure. so then you kind of get into this mindset of like no 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 i can't do that i can't live a a self-fulfilling life that would be what what then i think gets introduced as egotistical you know that would be mm -hmm. you know that would be something that i would be doing kind of like selfishly yeah but i i feel like i often go around saying that spirituality is very selfish and it pretty much should be because <laughs> you're developing yourself in the uh probably strongest um you know, and like 
best, healthiest way. Not the selfish that we're used to, but the mm-hmm. selfish in the sense of like, you know, you need to take care of, uh, of yourself. You need to kind of introduce uh, these healthy habits and like nourish yourself mm-hmm. in so many ways, like spiritually, yeah, like emotionally, physically, like that's the selfish. So I think that, that I don't know if it's, I just think about things differently, but I'm sure that, I mean, I'm not, I can't imagine I'm the only one that thinks about these things, but the way that we have learned things to be in the United States mm-hmm. are not necessarily how the words are often defined in, you know, like spiritual books or teachings or things of the sort, mm-hmm. but that's how, and I think that that, that confusion goes along with the, um, the comment that, or the, the way that they word it, you know, that you have to be like this divine being mm-hmm. in order to be in this like meditative state or whatever. Um, but I think all of the, you know, things like that um, get very confusing and overwhelming yep. people yep. who want to make these initial steps into, you know, spirituality or, uh, you know, bettering themselves or taking, you know, the steps of like their rightful journey, um, any of the, you know, spiritual terms that you want to use but um because i liked the way that i'm viewing the how you described ego you mm-hmm. know because then we can easily kind of like detach ourselves from that because it's like you're not responsible for that that's somebody else's baggage you know yeah that's yeah. somebody's issue of like because i will sometimes check myself you know um uh oh actually well i don't want to include you if you don't want it, but <laughs> um, I think we have things in Clued common. Away. <laughs> I think we have things in common in the sense of, um, you know, timelines. Mm-hmm. I saw myself uh, going, like finishing college, like way before I actually did. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, uh, I will think about those things like, oh, you know, by this moment, but then it's like, by this moment says who? Yeah. By this time says, you know, whom? Like who's putting these timelines on you or these uh, pressures of whatever it is. So yeah, you you can live a very fulfilled and happy life and probably the most fulfilled and happy life without having to concern yourself with whatever, you know, society or um, other powers that be your sources that are external from you so. absolutely and I, I think you're I think you really hit on something because it's like I think that you know the the sort of um culturally influenced and kind of like overly um I don't know like I guess you know a lot of people call it the matrix the kind of like you know social structure that we live in and the culture that we live in and the media and so on that influences us the family if there's all this um that stuff can can uh oftentimes be at odds with what our soul wants to do yeah and so i think it's you have to be very careful um i'm putting those kinds of um images on yourself of like things that you'll see in commercials or on movies or tv shows and so on and trying to live up to the expectations of someone's fantasy really that is not necessarily your path Right. And timelines, you're, you're right about that timelines. It's like, I mean, I, you know, I was, I got caught up in this kind of thing where like, by the time I was like, 
I'd say 23, 24. I thought I was old at 24. Sure. I felt like, oh, life has passed me by. I've, I haven't done anything I've wanted to do because I was like one of these kids that like when I was like 10 and 11 years old, I had all these elaborate goals for myself and this mm-hmm. very <laughs> sort of big view of what I need, wanted to be right doing. With you. <laughs> right. And so, you know, by the time you're in your 20s, you're like, well, I haven't done anything. I'm a failure. <laughs> I'm a failure. Right. And then, and then you start thinking, well, okay, I'm going you know, back to grad school at 40 and you're like, okay, well, you know, that's me, not you, but it's like, you know, then I'm like, my God, I mean, what am I, what am I doing here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Kids are like half my age in these classes and stuff. And so, you know, but that's when you get hung up on, on timelines, on ego, what you're supposed to do or what, you know, many, many people, you know, have a first half of life that's completely different from the second half of life. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't make a mark in their field or find their footing or even find their passion until they're in their 40s and 50s. It's very common. You've still got 30 good years of life. I mean, most likely, you know, so many people in my family have gone way like, well, not way past, but like past 100. So there you go. (laughs) I mean, you've got a half of life still at midlife. And so, you know, this is one of these things where, you know, you've really got to just, you've got to pay attention to what's going on in your own heart, in your own soul, in your own spirit, and try to connect to that. I mean, that can sound lofty, but it really isn't that complicated. It's like paying attention to what feelings come up and what emotions come up and what daydreams come up and what you're attracted to like what objects you're attracted to or what movies you love what books you love what type of artwork and fashion that you love you start to pay attention to those things and that your soul is like projecting onto those things um, information about who you really are yeah you know that could be like its own frame right if we kind of go off of the first exercise that in itself could be uh things that you could fill a you know a frame for five I, what is it four ten seconds mm-hmm. things that you're like drawn to and then that in it i'm kind of i mean i'm thinking that that's not that's not too far from like manifesting absolutely the, so absolutely. these things can just be so simple <laughs> but i think that there's also um i won't I will warn both you and I that we shall not go too far on this branch, Mm. but (laughs) I just had to throw it out there. Um, I think that there's also um, a very lucrative and huge business off of making these things unaccessible and highly complicated and very expensive because then it has become elitist, right? These uh, retreats or these, uh, yeah. you know, spiritual transform uh, transformative places. Like it's just programs and the right. different things you've got to buy yeah. into it. Le- yeah, the levels and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but when you were when you were talking about uh, uh, when you mentioned Matrix, it's really funny. I don't know if, I don't know if you heard me laugh a little bit because right when you were talking about that, I was like, oh, it's like social media and freaking posts, right? Yeah, I I was thinking about it. I'm like, 
because uh, my time it was like 11 11. My first thought is like, ooh, 11 11. <laughs> <laughs> my second thought is like, oh my goodness, if we, if we keep going, I'm not going to be able to post my post for today. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the uh. kind of like in a younger, uh, or not necessarily even younger generation, but like the, uh, social media terms the that same matrix that you were discussing or talking about in life or in mm. the universe is if you simplify it to social media matrix mm. um, you know it's like if you don't post often enough or frequent enough then you're not going to make it you know it's like you're yep. you're you have like a expiration date and then that becomes a time limitation and sometimes I, I will be like, oh, I should put more effort into this. But then I'm like, I'm like over here changing people's lives. <laughs> yeah. You know, like in like actual real life. Um, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Also, I don't want to post something just to post it. Yeah. Uh, and I have to like, very weird. I have to be inspired by it and it has to be organic. And um, I can't use other words that sound like anything else that is not me or uh, modern word. So I have to have my own process with it. And I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. so I may or may not post something tonight and it may or may not be after midnight. Um, so yeah, it, it was just really interesting. You know, like if you, if you put it in that kind of a lens, you know, where it, you know, sometimes when people use the term matrix, like in terms of like life, mm -hmm. it becomes very, uh, confusing or they're like oh I don't know like I can't put my mind around that or put, mm -hmm. uh, conceptualize that but if because we're essentially using the same word same concept yeah but in this like smaller scale right and I feel that everybody would probably be able to understand that so if you understand this the concept of the social media matrix kind of dictating uh, your viability or your lifespan on social media or how successful you are on there or how, you know, how many likes or how uh, uh, people are drawn to you or whatnot, then you will automatically understand the bigger scale matrix because that's a great way to put it. So I, th I always kind of just think of it as like, like a sort of construct of how, you know, we have sort of created life in certain places at certain times, so like the, you know, the matrix and the construct that people live within is different in different places. Obviously, the people that live, you know, in China have a different sort of a cultural matrix surrounding sure. them, people in Peru, for example, right. or the United States. And so, you know, it's kind of this thing that we live in that we take for granted and we think this is the way the world is but it really isn't it's it's what our culture and what our nation and what the people around us have created and then that is what we accept as our reality yeah and you know if we everything that we experience on a day-to-day -day basis for the with the exception of the natural world was created by human beings right and so when you think of that you know it kind of boggles your mind you're like just the concept of like a car for example you know this 150 years ago was not something common it, you know there were buggies and there were people you know riding around in horses buggies 
horseless carriages and things like that and you know steam powered cars and things they were starting to invent those things but you know the stuff that we take for granted on a daily basis now of how life is is a construct of right. you know different inventors and different cultural ideas and different political systems and economic systems different religious ideas so how those things play out that's kind of like the matrix, you know, and so what you believe about those things and what you believe about yourself in that construct, you know, and whether or not you feel like you're sort of autonomous and operating within that system with integrity, or whether or not you're swallowed up by it, and it totally annihilates your individuality is, is, is how, you know, like, that's kind of the, whether you're somewhat enlightened or not. Right. You know what I'm saying? In other words, like, you know, the outside world dictating everything that you do and social media telling you how you're going to feel about yourself and all that, you are totally, you know, bombarded by the matrix, as it were, in that yeah. situation. And Whereas yeah. participating yeah. in stuff and living day to day life, but still remaining true to your soul. You're yeah. not stuck in it then. You're in the world, but not of it, as they said in the Bible. St. Paul said, be in the world, but not of the world. Yeah. You know, because we have to live here. This is where we are. But, sure. <laughs> you know, but you don't have to be, you don't have to be drowned by it. That's right. the difference. And that's where I think the uh, practice and repetition comes in that you were yes. talking about with meditation, because like, if we go off of, like I was mentioning earlier, if we go off of like Spotify and TikTok, then I'm all about woodwinds and crummy uh, synthesizers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like the like phony baloney soothsayers and like woodwinds. That's, that's my life. Yeah. Uh, but that isn't and so not just at because, all yeah right <laughs> just because you pause for a moment or you use that tool for something it doesn't define you um, yeah. so do i enjoy woodwinds yes do i want to listen to them to the 24 hour seven no <laughs> yeah exactly um do i like funny baloney soothsayers no is that my using the right term yeah, hey, right. You are, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but do I pause on there just so I can text it to you and say, <laughs> we need to get on this and make a change? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And that's where like you can't allow, you know, the outside world, you can't allow AI, you can't allow your friends or family, or you can't allow, you know, the society that you live in to define who you are. You know, spirit and that's why hate. like your ego, you know, the extra well my interpretation of your ego mm. the external the external kind of judgment sure yeah definitely it's definitely connected to that and and so i think that you know look i mean we've got to form a you know in in the union world it's called a persona sort of a working persona that's connected to a strong ego so you can function in a specific society of a particular time and place that's reality you know that's conforming to the kind of norms of a society in a way so that you can, you know, you can live and move and do the things you need to do. But at the same time, you have to have the integrity within yourself to live out your own unique individual life and be strong enough to oppose those things that, um, you know, can kind of interfere with you unfolding your life in the way that you need to 
so long as those things don't hurt other people and they're they're cool in general right mm-hmm. um you know it's like how do you find that balance and that balance is you know is this doing this spiritual work and doing these practices and remaining mindful and strengthening your spirit and your ego at the same time so they can live in a kind of coherent uh sort of balance you know not one dominating the other so it's like you know if you lived in a completely spiritual sort of airy kind of like fantasy world of like you know rainbows and unicorns which you know everybody loves and you know uh it's beautiful to have all these kind of fantastical images in your mind and so on but then at the same time it's like well we live in in a world also that requires um our help and it requires uh, there's a lot of people out there need that that can use our services and so on and that you know and, and we can't ignore like the, for example, the fact that, you know, ecological, uh, ecologically speaking, you know, we need to heal the earth and things like that. We can't just pretend like that doesn't exist and wish that, you know, it was all rainbows and light. You, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But at the same time, you have to have those high ideals and those spiritual understandings and that connection to spirit in order to be able to do the day-to-day work that's hard. And I yeah. think that's that balance, right? Yes. So, so that's um, re- that really like... Um... I don't know if you were going to say something else, but no, that no, leads to the next technique. Actually, this I think um, really perfect. I'm, I'm going to say I don't want to interrupt, but I, I'm going to say we should probably hit that next time because I think we're okay. we're going as tad long. Unless you want to, it's short though, right? You have the it's, it's short. really short. Yeah, oh, go for it then. Go for it. So it says uh, it's called uh, using clock time, which what's the last one ended on? It said, for example, set long term goals and visualize them when you're free. However, when the time comes to work on them, focus solely on the present. Use clock time to enforce this focus by setting work and rest periods according to your mind's needs. This builds discipline and also helps you gain mental clarity on its next action steps. Clock time has immense power in helping us become productive. A loss or lack of productivity usually results from a lack of goals or a lack of purpose. Defining a goal that is true to you will be, uh, it'll be discussed later. So it goes on to say that the more you kind of uh, resist some of these, uh, you know, losing yourself moments or focus on like tasks that really serve you, the less you are, um, the less you have a need for ego and you just kind of let go of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it'll say you soon you'll find yourself naturally focusing on the present um, and living for yourself in that moment and not um, dealing uh, or not like needing the ego or viewing the ego without judgment. So just I and I kind of if I look at it the way that I was describing it, you know, then you have no real uh, you don't get pulled back into the I should, you know, I should have been doing this. I should be the I should have been this by now or you know, all of those yeah. kind of like judgment terms. Um, so again, it's just little small steps that you can just um, implement that doesn't have to be like this big, long or this big, heavy anything. Yeah. And once you get rolling with that, then I think it becomes easier. Again, and bringing it back to the beginning, if you start with you know a little bit of meditation here and there, focusing on breathing, then things just become you work that muscle and it um, becomes easier. And like how you said, 
it's there stored for whenever you need it. Yeah. And, and it just, you know, it just like anything else, it becomes easier and easier and it becomes a habit. And again, that's that stickiness that he was talking about. So more yeah. makes more so that if you get into the habit of doing five minutes of meditation or affirmations or prayer or something or whatever you're doing per day, mm-hmm. you, you show up and you'll begin to want to sit for longer periods of time. So five minutes turns into 10 minutes, 10 minutes turns into 20 minutes soon you're doing it twice a day and you know you didn't even you know and a year later all of a sudden you've developed practice right when it happens very gradually and very consistently Um, like you said with little steps yep you know don't overwhelm yourself so i think that's uh that's probably gonna do it unless you have any more pressing stuff no i think i should everybody should get your book (laughs) well thank you everybody that i um referred well i gifted some of them um, and then the people that I um, referred them to your book, I, I think they all found it very, very useful. And um, again, I think just making it easy to understand and follow makes such a huge difference. Thank you. Thank you for that support on that. I appreciate that. Sure. If you can worry, you can meditate. It's available on Amazon um, or on the cosmiceye.org website. And of course, as we said, uh, be checking out our Etsy stores at Angel on the Eighth Day and uh, at Cosmic Eye Tarot. Uh, we both have our, our, our shops up there and we're gonna be adding some really cool stuff in January. And of course, we're gonna be doing our live reading soon. So, you know, pay attention right. to that. That'll be fun, right? Yes. Um, so I think that'll right. do it for us. So you're at Angel on the Eighth Day on Instagram and on TikTok and everywhere else. and. Yeah. Uh, you've got your Etsy store as well, and I am at Cosmic Eye Tarot. Um, CosmicEye.org is our website, and we've got uh, our tarot cards. And actually, we put up a ton of new uh, tarot bags. So if you get tarot cards for Christmas and you need a tarot bag, if they need a home, uh, check us out. So we've got a lot of those up there. So thank you uh, again, Angel. Appreciate your input. Thank you. Uh, thank you all for joining us. We're also at anchor.fm slash cosmic eye. If you would like to make a donation, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, we will be back next week with another episode. So uh, happy holidays, blessings and light to everyone. Thanks again, Angel. Thank you. All right. Good night. Good night. Bye.